small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me today, in the rock room, live, in person, vaxxed and boosted, please welcome our friend and primary Facebook artwork artist. That's not true though, because Kyle Hildreth does a lot too. Hmm, hmm. Veteran Facebook (laughs) artwork artist. And recording star, Daryl Asher. Hey, Daryl. Hey, don't get in trouble with the other artists. I don't want to. Yeah, I should not. Uh, I should not get in trouble with the other artists. I don't want to have to arm wrestle somebody for title. But veteran see, is good. I and see. I've met you in person. I've not met Kyle Hildreth in person. He oh, seems well, like fuck a, him then. He f- seems like a big dude. Also, uh, I bet that'd be a uh, that would be a pretty wrestling. good arm wrestling match. I would love to see that. Maybe at the Rock Solid Barbecue in twenty twenty five. Because I don't know, because I don't know if it'll happen in twenty twenty three or twenty four. Now maybe twenty four, maybe not twenty three. Twenty four. You're being very optimistic. I am. I'm being optimistic, and yet not. <laughs> See you at my house in twenty thirty. Everyone's invited. Everyone's invited. They just get on a plane and come out. Awesome. I mean, they. I mean, that's true. Well, Everyone can. Anyone can come to the Rock Solid Barbecue at my house. There was no one checking ID at the gate. You just have to get here. Okay. Just have to get here. You have to know where it is, get here, (laughs) and act like a decent human being. Let's talk about why you're in town. And it's a whirlwind. You're only in for like a few days, like literally two nights. Two nights. And you stayed one of those nights last night. Right. You stay overnight tonight. Fly out in the morning. What time will you leave this house Uh, tomorrow? Eight or so. Not super early. Eight in the morning. Yeah. Just uh, just time for you to give me breakfast and Hmm? all that stuff, and Hmm? then I'll be out. So. Well. I will be up to to bid you adieu. Okay. You're not even here time uh, long enough to do laundry. No. I just I brought clothes and I threw them away because I bought all new merch at the concert. Yes, we will so. talk about that and say, hold tight. <laughs> oh, hold tight. Don't let it out of the bag. First of all, today's episode, uh, Daryl's favorite band is Pink Floyd, right? Number one. Absolutely. Number two, you two? Yeah. Number three, I'm going to say uh, Lisa Loeb. Citizen 61. Citizen 61, a new band. It sounds a lot like Alan Parsons' project. That's what I've heard. Um, okay. I don't know where to start first. No. Daryl, you, you came in town to go see Nick, and I always screw this up. Right. Uh, what's Nick Mason's band called? Nick Mason's Saucer Full of Secrets. Of Secrets. The mouthful. The last time you saw them, you've only seen them twice. Yep. Both with you. Both with me. Last time, some problems with a drunk. Yeah, problems with a drunk that Pat was sitting next to, who was overly excited about hearing all these old songs. And that's fine. Live. That's you. That's fine to be excited yeah. about it. But just, <laughs> just, it's too much. His excitement took over his chair and yours. Yes, it, then, then that's too much. I spent a lot of time in the lobby yeah. or in the back. Yeah, uh, that was at the Wheelturn Theater. Now, last night we saw them again at the Orpheum downtown L.A. They just redid the whole place gorgeous the sound was better than it was at the wheel turn sounded great sounded amazing uh i don't know what else to say about the show the set list was a little bit different yeah so if you're not aware and don't want to look it up nick mason 
is Pink Floyd's drummer. Original drummer, always drummer. Always drummer. He's the oldest. He's, he's been with the band through everything, whereas others have come and gone. He oh, was there after David Lee Roth left. He stayed. Yeah. You know, he was a Sammy guy from the beginning. Um, but anyway, since he was uh, kind of unemployed, Roger Waters was out doing Pink Floyd stuff. David Gilmore occasionally would go out and do Pink Floyd stuff. But he realized no one was doing the, the pre-Dark Side of the Moon stuff. So he, he uh, well, he was asked by Lee Harris, who's a guitarist, uh, and, and an amazing guitarist. He was really good. I, yeah, I hadn't heard of him. One before. of the best guitarists you've never heard of. Exactly. So look up Lee Harris. He doesn't even he, he doesn't look like a guitar hero. No, he kind of looks like your science teacher um, in third grade. You but know? let's be honest, a lot of guitar heroes don't look like guitar heroes. I mean, That's like true. does Jeff Skunk Baxter look like yeah. a guitar hero? I mean, you know, looks like something you buy meth from. <laughs> well, they all look. The well, first of all, they all guitar heroes look like someone you'd buy meth from. Yeah. They just don't all look like teachers. So anyway, long, long story longer is that uh, Lee Harris asked Guy Pratt, who had played with Pink Floyd for 35 years. And Spandau Ballet. Uh, no, no, no. no, I'm, no I'm thinking of guy. Gary Kemp. I yep. should shut up. You, you, should, keep, you, shut up. you keep going. <laughs> just turn your mic off. Tell us about Guy Pratt. So Guy Pratt has played with Pink Floyd since Roger Waters left the band. He's on all their live stuff and all their studio stuff since then. Uh, he's also great friends with Nick. But anyway, this Lee Harris was friends with Guy Pratt. Ask Guy. Talk to Nick about doing a band that just plays pre-Dark Side of the Moon, kind of more of the psychedelic stuff that, honestly, even as a fan, I don't go back and listen to very often. But they put it all together into a show and gave it a little extra oomph and modernized it. Mm -hmm. And it's great. I love these versions of the of the songs better than the originals, I think. Uh, they've modernized them. They've um, they've made them more accessible. Yeah, they, they've cut down some of the, you know, it was really popular in the 60s to have kind of this psychedelic interludes in yes. the middle of a song. And that's fine, but it doesn't, it didn't age very well. Right. And it doesn't always service the song right. in a live setting. Maybe. Right. Yeah. So they left in enough to be, you know, true to the original, but you just go, all right, I get it. Yeah. 35 <laughs> seconds of squealing guitar is enough. Yeah. And then we'll just enough for your biggest most diehard hardcore fan to go oh yeah yeah i know this oh yeah, yeah that's cool they even played a song that called vegetable man vegetable man yeah that was never released no it was recorded by pink floyd written by pink floyd but just right. never made it to any albums or any box sets or anything right it was a sid barrett tune and from my understanding, it was when he was showing more and more signs of mental illness. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a really weird sounding self-referential song where he's just essentially explaining what he's wearing. Yeah. And calling himself the vegetable man. The I vegetable guess? man. Yeah. 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 And I I had read that at the time they didn't want to even follow through with it. They kind of thought it was sad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, Guy showing off his eggplant. Right. <laughs> Anyway, Nick Mason decided let's let's make this finish up this song and make it a song and as a as a tribute to Nick Mason, right. which or to, a tribute to Sid Barrett, which is uh, a lot of the concert was at. They had a lot of projections of Sid on yes. the on the screen and stuff, and and it's the only place you're going to hear live Sid Barrett stuff with any consistency, yeah. Because you know, uh, other than a, a couple songs, the Sid Barrett stuff doesn't make it into the. Rogers uh, concerts or 
or Dave's. And here's, anyway. here's my thumbnail of it. Uh, Daryl's taken me both times. He's treated me um, because I, I'm not paying for this bullshit. This, no, but la- the first time and also last night, I am not familiar with any of this music. Right. And it is highly entertaining. You're not bored. You really get into it. And then... Every couple songs, Nick Mason stands up from behind his drum riser and take picks up his mic. And he doesn't do stand-up comedy, but he's very funny, and he yeah. just tells little stories. And um, and all the guys are funny. The two guys that the other two guys that talk, talk Gary Pratt, Kemp Gary. and Guy Pratt, very funny and lots of energy. Those two guys have lots of energy right in front of the drum riser for two older gentlemen. I yeah. mean, they really do. They jump around and they and it doesn't look like oh look at these old guys jump around. Right. They're it looks. They're, they're into they're it. They're just into the music. Yeah. And, and the funny thing about when Nick talks, and and I, I, he's always been this way, but it's more pronounced now that he's, you know, 78 or whatever. Yeah. Um, you would think this guy cannot play the drums. Yes. Because yeah. he's kind of shaky and his head mm-hmm. shakes. And yeah. His, his hands are always in motion. And you just think he doesn't look like he has enough rhythm to. Uh, and <laughs> to he's extraordinary behind the drums. Yeah. Just amazing. He's sounds exactly like. He always did because yep. um, Daryl and I talked. I mean, he doesn't play like a Keith Moon. Like if Keith Moon was still alive, Keith Moon wouldn't be playing like the old right. Keith Moon. But because of the way he plays and the yep. techniques he uses, he's still able to play yep. Nick Mason drums like Nick Mason always did. Yeah, kind of understated, very tasteful. Yeah. Um, you know, he doesn't try to just take take over, but it's you can tell it's Nick Mason when he's when he's playing. Um, but yeah, it was an excellent show. I I was kind of having second thoughts even about seeing it a second time because most no you most weren't of the playlist is you know you didn't have a moment's hesitation about it. How long have you had these tickets? Well, they were what, po- po- postponed a year, <laughs> so <laughs> because they couldn't travel because of something I don't know what something something. But when they refunded the tickets, I that's when I was like, well, do I want to see it? Because you know, eighty mm-hmm. percent of the playlist is going to be the same. But uh, but that's how it is in any concert, really. Yeah, uh, it but, is. But the big addition to this, and it's it's called the Echoes Tour because they play Echoes from the Metal album, which is really good. Oh, what am I doing? No. All right. I knew as soon as you I started. Like I knew as soon as you started. That was a uh, Hob the Troll, of course. Hang on, let me sh- with the nerd talk sting. I knew as soon as you started yeah. to go into uh, this set list is different because they're playing uh, the twenty minute echoes. I had to play the nerd well, talk sting. And you show and you saw me shove my bandaged glasses up my nose so they <laughs> wouldn't fall off. So that was the tell, really. All right. So Tut, I'm sorry, I interrupted no, okay. your no, flow have, about the big thing is that echoes is part of the set list, and that's you know a full side of an album from 1972. And it's fantastic. I mean, it's just this great long. It's piece. a it's a full side of an album. Yeah. Nerd talk. You guys are nerds. nerds. All right. So the the the, <laughs> the thing that came out of your mouth today that made me laugh the hardest oh, was when I threw up. No. Oh. Um, and let me get the date. In, in 2020, they re- released a live album called Live at the Roadhouse from- Round, Roundhouse. Oh, I'm sorry. That, that's an easy mistake to make. Sure it is. It's uh, Live at the Roadhouse with Patrick Roundhouse. Swayze and um, Live at the Roundhouse. 
and uh, and I ask you, oh, do you think they'll release a live album from this tour? Because the set list is pretty much the same, and you just go, doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't matter. Because <laughs> they're playing Echoes, and uh, people will buy it. It doesn't matter. But what's great about these live albums, as you said earlier, is that the Sid Barrett estate, I mean, I don't know if he had children or what. I don't know. I don't know who comes under Sid Barrett. No idea. Brothers, maybe nephews, nieces. I don't know. But it's nice that he will, his estate will make some money off of any live release. Finally make that vegetable man money. (laughs) Right. Big vegetable man money. Um, are we missing anything else? No, it's a good about? show. Go to the show. Great show. Go to the show. It. Yeah, what I'm saying is, no, if you if like if someone says you want to go see Nick Mason, and you're like no, say yes because you'll like it. Or more likely, you say who's Nick Mason? Who's Nick? Yeah, what? So I have to tell you, I have last last uh, time we saw them three years ago, four years ago, whatever it was. Uh, I bought an overpriced jacket with the Nick Mason logo. When on When you it. say overpriced, how much was it? <clears throat> it was a hundred dollars. All right, you bought something that was worth more than that last night. You spent more than that. I spent more than that. But, but was that it? Was for how much was that hoodie last night? Eighty. Okay. The hoodie was cheaper than this. this okay. This was keep, more of like keep a bomber going. jacket. So it says, you know, Nick Mason, the saucer full of secrets on the back <laughs> and on the on the uh, over the heart. And I have had a few times where people would stop me and say, "Oh my gosh, you know, I love Nick Mason," and it's rare. Mm-hmm. But just as many times, I've had people stop me and say, can I get a picture with you wearing this? What? Yeah. Not not a joke. Okay. This happened like three times. Hard can to I, believe. Can I get a picture of you wearing... Well, once was a picture, but twice was to talk to me. Mm. Because I have a friend named Nick Mason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who Nick Mason is on my sweater. <laughs> Our plumber's Nick Mason. Yeah, that's what it was. Our pool guy is Nick Mason. Yeah, the guy taking the picture, I thought, oh, wow, he's really excited about Nick Mason for some reason. He's like, yeah, my best friend's name is Nick Mason. He's did, not never going to believe this. Did anyone ever say, can I take a picture of you to make fun of you to my friends? <laughs> that's just assumed. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd talk. Okay. You guys are nerds. Oh, the one. I think I'm going to re-record it. I like good. my take better. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> what if I did? What if you helped me re-record that and we never played? played steve-o's version again and the hob the troll estate never got never money again money never again. again i'll go grab your yamaha guitar in there right now and we'll lay down <laughs> an acoustic no we might try that later tonight i'm not gonna after i have a couple of gin and tonics my, pretty good. my new favorite alcohol i can good. only do a voice or an impression when i have this mic and these headphones on because well, i can really hear what i sound like put a little re- reverb in there you're gonna sound really good oh. are we gonna record yeah. an album let's do it Citizen 58, would that be? (laughs) All right, let's talk about this real quick before we get into the topic today is Pink Floyd solo or solo Floyd or whatever we decide it is. But we're going to go through some of the solo releases by the members of Pink Floyd, David Gilmour, Roger Waters, Nick Mason, and Richard Wright. Not Rick Wright, Richard Wright. Richard Wright. Okay, Daryl, you're... You, uh, oh, your your pet project. I, I assume something that you have wanted to do for a long time was you built a classic car from the ground up. No, you <laughs> recorded, wrote, and recorded your own album, and you sang. Yep, you're no Tom Morello. That's what I've you, heard, but but not bad. Um, and you released it under the uh, the pseudonym of Citizen Sixty One. Right? Are you sixty one right now? 
I'm 61 right now, and I was born in 1961. So Perfect. this convergence can only be of God. Okay. I have five signed copies of this to give away in conjunction with this episode. And I can tell you, that's probably going to be the trivia question. Where did the name Citizen 61 come from? So you're really going to only be able to win if you've listened to the first 17 minutes of this episode. Rewind. So, and I'll be excited to see how many people uh, want to win this. And there, here, another piece of trivia. What if we have five to give away and only oh. four people enter? Well, no one really wants it. They I, do. I've you proven that. If you go to any of the platforms and just give a listen to each couple of tracks, you are going to want it. Because I look, I got to be honest with you. Like if I said I was going to make an album, you would be like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then if I gave it to you and it was as good as what you've given to me, you would be impressed the way I'm impressed. I'm impressed with it. And it's mine. We got how many tracks on this? Eight. Four, five, six. Okay, eight. Perfect. So the backstory is January of this year. It's called Chasing Shadows, by the way. Citizen 61. Citizen 61. Chasing Um, Shadows. But you said this was a long, long project, whatever, whatever, long held project, whatever. Well, I think, didn't you have the idea of it for a long time? No, this is the thing. Is I never, I didn't do any research. I never thought of it. (laughs) We're friends. He's one of my best friends and he doesn't know what's going on with me. Um, No, I had never, I had never thought of it until January of this year. I'd never really written a song. Of 2021? 2022. I don't even know where I'm at. Right? Uh, So in January, I just thought, you know, my birthday's coming up in six months, end of uh, June, June 28th, if anyone wants to send me anything. Um, (laughs) And I thought, I'm going to challenge myself to write at least an eight-song album. I really wanted 10. By my birthday. Mm -hmm. Have it recorded, everything. Eight songs is a Daryl's Dozen. Daryl's Dozen, we call it. Um. In the previous year or so, I had been learning more. I'd always played acoustic guitar, but I'd been learning to play lead guitar and started playing with keyboards and started experimenting with, I wonder if I can record music in my house and bought amps and uh, spent too much money. Right. And then I had this idea, let me just give it a shot. So I did. And I I will say, I didn't listen to it for a while. You know, you have to listen to your own stuff. Over it's okay and over to be and over. proud of yourself. It really well, is. And this was, but that was the weird thing is like, it was, I was like, okay, this is good. I'm not going to put it out if it's horrible. Yeah. This is good. And then I didn't listen to it for last couple months, probably. Mm-hmm. And then it, it actually came up on my Apple music. Like in, in a shuffle. Yeah. Like right. one of the songs. And you were like, this up. guy's, who is yeah. this? This is great. So I played the whole album again and I went. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of that. That's good. No, but be now proud I'm, of it. And I'm also doing one new song a month. Uh, the original plan was to do one new song a month for a year, and now I've decided I'm going to do one more song a month until somebody cares. I think that's probably the, when I. Well, <laughs> well, after a month though, you release a second album. Then there you go. Yeah, after a year. Um, what was I going to say? So anyway, so be you. proud of yourself. Thank you for your compliment. For example, this show. I'm not proud of this show. Because <laughs> I'm on it. No, but I am proud. Uh, I mean the show in general, but I'm proud of the fact that I've been able to consistently create a show and release it every Thursday for 12 years or 11 yeah. plus years. I, I'm proud of the fact that I've been able to maintain Absolutely. that. 
and uh, and I'm, I'm proud of the friendships I've made, and yeah. I'm proud of the uh, the listenership and, All right, and I'm proud interactions. Of it. I will say, so be I proud was, of yourself. I was surprised. The content, I'm not proud. of. No, of course not. <laughs> I, I was surprised. You know, and of course, people are going to be nice to you if they know you. But I was surprised at people who don't know me and you know listened to it and mm-hmm. and gave me some really nice feedback. And you know, it was it was kind of surprising to be honest with you because I don't like I've never. I, I've never sang really other than, yeah. you know, choir or whatever. And I, I did try to spend some time to at least get close to being on yeah. pitch, you know, and, uh, and people say, Oh, you've got a great voice. And I, I don't think I have a great voice, but I guess no one does. So <laughs> exactly <laughs> one person I talked to said that they never, that they love the sound of their own voice. They've never been off put by the sound of their own voice. Who was that? That was a Mr. Patrick Francis Dodson. Oh, when oh, oh you mean you, yes, I'm not um yeah, like some people are like, "Oh, I can't stand to hear my voice like recorded or and yeah, I I am way past that point. I don't mind listening to my own voice. And I love my singing voice. Wait to hear this here. <clears throat> here we That's go. Not all you guys are not. Man, that was good. I know, amazing. Okay, I'm right. All right. Let's listen. Let's I'm going to pop in a quick little track from chasing shadows from citizen oh, 61 no. it comes up in my itunes as the artist it's citizen and the 61 there's no space between no space citizen 61 all together like that, one word that's the easiest way to find it this is all the spells are broken the lead track of the lead album. track the single <laughs> got up to number 42 just missed the top 40 it's 42 in my house so is this keyboard yeah, it's a arpeggiated synthesizer. That's Gilmore. That's a guitar. I was it's layered vocals. Now, look, if I just played this, you know, months ago when you gave it to me and I didn't say who it was, kind of like when Donny Osmond released that one single <laughs> and they, they, Soldier they, they, of Love, Soldier of Love, and no one was supposed to say who it was because they knew that that would immediately ruin it. ruin it. I think people would be like, who was who was that artist that you played? What well, That was really good. So wow, thank you. And you kick it off with an epic the six minutes and 22 seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is like your stairway to heaven. <laughs> Funny coincidental story. This the structure of the song is nerd talk. Is verse, <laughs> verse, uh, you know, verse, chorus, guitar solo, yeah. verse, chorus, guitar solo, mm-hmm. which is the same as one of my all time favorite songs, "Comfortably Numb." Nice. And I just thought, yeah, you know, because there's songs have repeated choruses mm-hmm. or they have a bridge. Like, there's all different ways to to do it. And I did it like that. And I thought, well, yeah, if that's how they did "Comfortably Numb," I can do that and put a little mic you know barely manageable lead guitar put your spin on it yeah and uh then the coincidental funny thing is it came out at exactly the same time 
as comfortably numb, mm-hmm. the original version. Six minutes and 22 seconds. Wow, that <laughs> is... That wasn't planned. That's so, crazy. Like I said, it's of God. Did you ever think of having all the songs just be 61 seconds long? A lot of people would prefer that. <laughs> all right. I will, uh, I will play a little bit of that uh, throughout the show oh, to give you guys a taste. Daryl has graciously brought us five, six physical copies. I keep one. So five to give away. He'll sign them so they won't be... We're going to remove them from the plastic and he will sign them for you. And what did, now you said only 50 physical copies are in existence. Yeah, because it's a vanity project. Right. But so, you can get it, you can go to Bandcamp, absolutely. I can go to iTunes, yep. you can get it everywhere. You can yeah, download it's a, it's it. streaming on Spotify and have Pandora you, and wherever you get your music. Have you seen any coin from this yet? Like, I don't know what, it, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if, if it's a monthly thing or how it goes when you release something well, you know, on all, the streaming and on the band camp. You know, hardly anyone's heard it. So that plays into it. But the last time I checked my distributor account, because this has to all go through a distributor. Sure, sure. And they collect the percentages from, you know, <laughs> Apple Music and Spotify and whatever. Yeah. Uh, YouTube. Okay. I think my latest balance is uh, $17.62 or something like that. All right. And how much is That's invested? How much is invested into the project? Like if you if you bought new instruments to do it or anything like that or new software? Thousands. I mean Thousands. Okay. I mean, I I'm pretty frugal. Like I don't have to buy super expensive stuff. Right. You, you know? did it at the house. You did didn't go to uh, you used, didn't go to the studio. No, used my computer. But I did, I mean, I was going to Roy buy, Thomas Baker did produce that, well, which was amazing. That must have been where all the money went. Yeah. And, you know, that's what, that's, he's going to get his <laughs> half of the $17. Yes, he's earned soon. it. But no, it's, it's stuff I was going to buy anyway, because yeah. I was just doing it for fun. So yeah. I bought like five guitars, because you can't just have one guitar. I bought a synthesizer. I bought another keyboard. I bought, you know, you just keep uh, buying fun stuff. I always ask married people this question, so I'm going to ask it mm-hmm. to you. Okay. Before you go out and buy five guitars, and I know you uh, didn't buy five guitars in one day. I know you, you did. Oh, all right. <laughs> no, I didn't. Do you, do you have to clear that? Per- and you work. You've all been right. working for 38 years. Yeah, I'm an old man. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> do you have to clear these purchases with your wife? And I don't mean that she has to say. No, I, I get it. I, I, she doesn't have to say yes or no, but do you say, I'm going to go buy a guitar today? Um, No. No, you just go and you just bring it home. Now, do you sneak it in the house no. and she just thinks it's one that's always been there because she doesn't go down <laughs> in your room? She wouldn't. Well, she wouldn't even she, know. Yeah, she might might or might not know. I could literally buy anything and if I didn't tell Pilar, she wouldn't know. She'd just think it's all the same garbage that I already have. Yeah, so truthfully, and people do, people find this hard to believe, Jen and I have been married for 12 years? 12. Um, we never really argued. Mm-hmm. Like, we just haven't had a reason to yeah because you towed the line i towed the line do exactly what she says when she says <laughs> the, worst, no, the I, worst wife jokes ever here's what happens when i if i go buy a guitar um the the first new one i bought because i had inherited mm-hmm. i had a, a guitar that was my stepdad's and i was using that yeah and when i got a little more serious about playing a couple years ago i bought a new guitar she was actually on a trip okay Sure. When the ladies, when the ladies go out of the house, that's That's when you load up all your stuff. stuff. Yeah. So I went down to the music store. Did you buy any hookers that week? No, not that week. I only do that when she's in town. Okay. (laughs) For fun. Fun (laughs) for 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 everyone. You turn everything dirty. Yeah. What's wrong with you? I know. Did you press record by the way? There's a big sign here that says. (laughs) That is for when I do a zoom record. (laughs) Yes. There is the big sign is up the compliments of Lisa Solak because 
again, I'm going to, I'll just reiterate yeah, it. Yeah. Two times I had big guests and I didn't push record and it was Nancy Allen and it was Wolfgang Van Halen. And thankfully, obviously two of the nicest people in the world because they agreed to come back and do it again. Yeah. So, but yeah, I will hopefully never forget to push record again, but we're recording through the, through yeah. the, the okay. mixing board and everything. So I, I, there's, it, it would be hard to not push record for okay. that. Well, okay. unfortunately, record has been pressed, so you have to hear this <laughs> story. But no, we have never argued. So when she was on her road trip mm-hmm. and I bought the first one, I took it home, took it as an Ovation acoustic electric guitar, beautiful guitar. That's an expensive guitar, too. Uh, not really. It was like $350. I thought an Ovation guitar, that's what Neil Diamond uses. They, thought, they make expensive ones, all right. but not for me. They're beautiful, too. So it was like $350. Is it a round back? Yeah, round back. Yeah, so nice. And I'd always wanted one, so like, all right. Three or four hundred dollars. I mean, that's not cheap for me. I'm not wealthy by any means, but yeah. it was affordable. And I immediately took a picture of it and just texted her the picture. Okay. And her response: "That's beautiful. Nice. Like, and that's how it's been. Because nice. there's been a couple times where I bought a guitar. If she was, whether she was in town yeah. or not, if she wasn't home, I just send her the picture of it, and she just says the same thing. That looks awesome. Oh, that's cool. She doesn't say how much did that cost or whatever. I need to reiterate also, at 61 years old, you also have a round back. So. I have a round front. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's your joke, and I won't take credit for any of that. Um, okay, that's cool. Yeah, okay, I think good. I think the last thing I purchased, because look, because of the show, I get a lot of my garbage for free. Right. I get my junk for free. Yep. Um, is that a, isn't that the Dire Straits song? Yeah, Money for Money nothing. for Nothing and your junk for free? <laughs> I think the the... the the last thing I bought to where I said, oh, this is coming out. It costs this much and I'm going to buy it is the U2 All That You Can't Leave Behind box set. Oh. Because that's my favorite U2 album. That's a great box set. It is a great box set. And I was just like, yeah. How much was it? <clears throat> I think it was $845. No, I don't. I I, I think it was, it might have been close to 200 maybe or 175 somewhere around there. Yeah, that's not. I mean, a lot of those things then will come out later in the year like in the fall when yeah. they do stuff like that so a lot of times if i say that she'll say she'll just say why don't you just wait till christmas uh-huh. which means uh uh-huh. now that's when <laughs> that's so. when a 58 year old man has to have patience uh, i wait a minute christmas is two months away i right. i want to put my hands on it right now my dear <laughs> but um but yeah so i'll wait for christmas and then and then yeah, I think the most yeah. expensive single purchase was it was probably a Korg Minilog synthesizer. And okay. that was $500. Korg K O R G K O R G. All right. Do you have a do you have a Moog? I I don't have a Moog, a physical Moog. Mm-hmm. But, but a ev- digital? everything is in these plugins now. Ah. Like and and they release the actual like it's from the Moog company. Mm-hmm. And in, it's just like playing a Moog. You just yeah. use your own keyboard. Oh, what's that? Someone's sound is on their phone. Pat, I told you. <laughs> yeah, your phone rang and you touched your watch. This is like George Jetson is here. Yeah. Oh, you know, and it's ringing on my computer too. So <clears> oh my God, turn everything off. All right, everything's off. Okay. Sorry. And by the way, Moog, uh, the lead singer of UFO is Phil Mogg. I'm tired of people <laughs> saying Phil Moog. It's not. It's M-O-G-G, Phil Mogg. Yeah, not Moog. Also get well, Phil. Phil had a heart attack a couple months ago. He's recuperating. But Moog is the synth- synthesizer. synthesizer. I can't say Synthesizer. synthesizer. And Mog is the singer. All right, here we go. Solo Pink Floyd. You don't have, you only had like a cute point for like one of these songs or two of these songs. So yeah, they, we're going to take it from the top. 
if you want to, but you know, I can jump around, especially, you know, Roger Waters likes to, you know, do a five minute intro before the music starts. So whatever you want to play, I didn't know if you were, you know, had to keep down the length of time you, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm technically supposed to, I mean, this is, you know, I've been also a review kind of, it's been the wild, wild west for years. That's why I try to talk over some of it. And again, here's what I always say. No one is going to hear 45 seconds of this Roger Waters song, isolate it, take it, and it's that's going to be their version of the song that right. they're going to play. <laughs> if anything, people are going to go, I've never heard this music before. Right. I'm going to go buy that album or that right. song. We're in fair use territory. I, yeah, but I, and I, I don't even know if fair use exists. I don't know. So you can queue it up or know. not. You can talk through it if it's, if it's leading All up. All right. So what's the first song? So the first, uh, Roger Waters. <laughs> Very long title. <laughs> There's a bare naked butt on this album cover. Yeah. Which in some versions, they put a little black square over. So fucking stupid. Yeah. Because here's the stupid thing about that. Led Zeppelin, Houses of the Holy. It's got it's got kids' butts all over yeah. the front. Yeah. And they never, no one ever did anything yeah. about that. Yeah. Crazy. By the way, I bought that album for my 15-year-old nephew at the time because he loves Led Zeppelin. So I bought him that on vinyl. And my mom thought that was appalling. Why would you buy him that album? I go, <laughs> and now I don't even know what she's talking about when she says that. I right. go, well, it's one of his favorite bands, Led Zeppelin. It's a classic album. She's like, I know, but why would, why'd you buy it for him? I go, as a present? She's like, but that cover, I was like. Like you're trying to. And I didn't even know, yeah. I wasn't even, I, I said, what are, you, what are you talking about? She's like, there's all those kids on the front naked. And I'm like, and then I look, I go, oh. I go, yeah, lady. I go, I didn't, this. This wasn't even a thing. I go, they're, first yeah. of all, they're not naked. We're not seeing, we're seeing their bare bottom. I'm like, ugh, yeah. why are you taking it to a place where it doesn't need to go? Right. Now, look, could you release an album cover like that in 2022? Nah. No, but That's it was 1973. Yeah. And I didn't think a thing about it. It's she's like, I'm like, you're yeah. making it a, a like a bad thing. Right. You're, you're turning it into a bad thing. Do you want me to talk to her for you? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Let's give her a call. All right. <laughs> All right, number th- one. If I called my mom, do you think she could name one member of Pink Floyd? Let's, let's give it a shot. She couldn't. No, okay. I'm not even. Right. My phone's across the room. We called her one day and asked to see if Kyle and I did to see if she could name the Beatles. Really? And, and they did. Huh? I was shocked. Like we, because we were like, they'll definitely know Paul, probably John Lennon, but maybe Ringo. But they we're like, they're never going to know George Harrison. Never. And they did. <laughs> I wish we were shocked. Wow. We were really shocked. So did they win a prize or something? Or yeah, I hung up on them. Oh, that's a good plan. They didn't have to talk to me any longer. I'll love you for another week, mom. I think I and they. It was like uh, it was like phone a friend because her and my dad. My dad was in the living room and they were like working on it together. Joe, who's that beetle with <laughs> that sings? Well, that's not a good clue. All right, here we go. First, okay. first album, first song. What's what do we got? Okay, this is from Roger Waters. First solo album in 1984 when he was technically still a member of Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. The pros and cons of hitchhiking, hiking, hitchhiking, hiding. The pros and cons of hitchhiking. Who hid my hitch? Do you have my hitch? <laughs> it was on my car. It's hidden now. Oh, I gotta go uh, look for it. It's found uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> you should have never drank that gin before that, and it's only ten in the morning. Not gin. I had a latte. Oh, okay, that's I even, take even and, worse. and you know what. I don't do all three shots of espresso because my heart will explode. I only I do two shots. Whoa. Yeah, just two That's shots, not plenty. three. Yeah. That's plenty. All right, keep going. So no surprise, it's a concept album. What? It re- revolves around a man's scattered thoughts during his midlife crisis. 
They're explored on a dream journey, which he takes uh, in which he takes a road trip across California, of course, <laughs> commits adultery with a hitchhiker he picks up along the way, attempts to reconcile with his wife by moving to the wilderness. Yes, it's all in there, folks. All right. And finally ends up alone. But you know what? He's learned something about himself. Thank goodness. Along the way. The entire story, if that's not enough for you, the entire story is framed in real time as a fitful dream taking place in the early morning hours of 4.30 and 18 seconds a.m. to 5.12 and 32 seconds He's basically doing everything he possibly can <laughs> to make you not want to listen to this. This song is called 5.01 a.m. Yeah. and then <laughs> parentheses... The Pros and Cons of Hitchhiking, Part 10. Yes. All right. Take it from the top. Go for it. Sounds great in the headphones. Any other Floyds on this album? No. He couldn't stand any of them anymore. An angel on a hole and pulls a crust to greet a fellow rolling stone. Puts his bike up on his stand, leans back and then extends a skull breathes a hand. He said, How you doing, bro? Where you been? Where you going? Let me ask you something. All right. Like ask a band, a band like the Ramones, you put the album on and you listen to it top to bottom mm -hmm. and you get it. You get it from the first song. You're right. like, I get this. I know what this is. These uh, these members of Pink Floyd and Pink Floyd in general, that does not happen. You don't immediately get it. You right. might not get it for 20 years. You might hear something new 40 years in. True. Is that what you like? Do you like to, how many times do you have to listen? Let's say a new Pink Floyd album was released. That mm -hmm. would be amazing. How many times would you have to listen to that until you were like, you would be into it immediately, yeah. but I mean, until you got it, until you were like, oh, okay. Well, but like you said, I mean, I'm, I, when I listen to Dark Side of the Moon or, mm. or Wish You Were Here, I still hear new things. Just the interplay of, you know, the interplay of the instruments or the vocals or whatever. There's just a whole lot to it. And yeah. one thing, not, not to compare my little six-month vanity project mm. to anything Pink Floyd, but one of the interesting things I found when I started mixing is how many happy accidents uh -huh. you can get. Yeah. Where it sounds great and you didn't plan it. So I know there's a lot of that that happens too. And as fans, you look at something and you maybe read more into it than you should. Yeah. Because uh, in general, like David Gilmore has even said, you know, the songs <laughs> on Dark Side of the Moon, which are great songs and classic, are also pretty simple. They're pretty simple songs. If you just strummed them on a guitar, yeah. you know, even with your little chord buddy thing for your guitar, you could probably play a lot. <laughs> That's my secret. Oh, okay. You could probably, you know, play a bunch of them, but it's the production, it's that the interplay of instruments, yeah. it's all those layers. So, uh, so yeah. But this is for this album. That is 
the most oh I get it right away song. Yeah. All the others they they start with you know sound effects or a lot of them sound effects and slow build up and all that which is fine. Beep, beep, but you have honk, to be honk. yeah you have to be in the mood to focus on it. I had not heard this album when it first came out. I wasn't really listening to a lot of music yeah. then because of religious zealotry reasons. So I only listened to this album a couple months ago, three months ago. And what do you rate it? How is it? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. That's a good song. And I mean, there's good stuff in it, but I just, overall, I didn't like it. It was not easy for me to, as you say, get, get into it. It like, sounds good though. It's recorded well. He's, it's his voice great. sounds great, but yeah. yeah. Okay. But little, but, I'll add this. So you, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. No. Does that mean I, you I would never it. listen to it again? I don't need to listen to it again. I just, I don't need to listen to it again. Cause that's the thing. The older we get, it's like, sometimes I listen to something yeah. and I'm like, even the vinyl I have, like I'll play a vinyl album. I'm like. When will this be on the turntable again? Like the physical vinyl right. that I'm listening to. Yeah. When will I pull this out and listen to it? Yeah, I might listen never. to this music again, but when will I pull out yeah. Candy O by the Cars, put it on the turntable and listen to it like this again? I don't know. But, you know, and I, I was thinking of that the other day is what makes anything you listen to, whether it takes vinyl or whether you're just streaming it because it's so easy to stream, mm -hmm. what, takes, what takes music from, hey, that's cool, to I want to listen to that again. And yeah. again, like, right. what is the secret sauce? Because I know there mm -hmm. was a there's a band. One of my favorite bands is the Paper Kites, mm -hmm. and I not didn't know anything about them. And they came up in my Apple Shuffle a few years ago when I was working on my kitchen, and I put on their album called States while I was working, just as like, okay, I'll see what this is. Yeah, and like I literally like the third song in, I stopped working, and then I'm just listening, yeah, like actively listening. I'm like, this is great, and now they're one of my top favorite bands i like love everything they do and i listen to their stuff over and over so what that's fun to discover new music but then there's times i listen to an album and go that's fantastic never hear it again never hear it again i, I don't know never what the again. secret is if i knew the secret i would tell people listen to this citizen 61 album never mind anyway. <laughs> well at the time of this record i'm still uh we're five days into taylor swift midnights and i'm still listening to that because um i don't love it but i don't hate it so it's I'm still I'm still working on letting it grow on me. Gotcha. Yeah, because it is different than the last couple yeah. and her previous stuff. Also, the Cult just released a new album like two weeks ago, and I haven't heard anyone post about it hmm. or talk about it, and I didn't even buy it yet. So I don't know why that is, but anyway. Well, you asked about personnel on this album if there's any Pink Floyd members, and yes. no, because they were fighting. But there's some interesting names. Okay. One. Uh, Let me guess. Can I can I guess ahead. one? I'm going to say, is there a Jeff Beck on here? There is not a Jeff Beck on here, but you're right next door. Jimmy Page? Well, okay, maybe you're down the street. Eric Clapton. Hey! All right. Eric Clapton. Uh, oh, Roger Waters and Eric Clapton together. What a, what a couple of fun guys. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, he's lead guitar, backing vocals, and he's Roland guitar synthesizer. Also, Michael Kamen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piano and production. Rock and peace, Michael Kamen. Yeah. David Sanborn on sax. Wow, saxophone. Yeah, I love David Sanborn. Ray Cooper on percussion. Oh, terrific. He's so, so good from Elton so John Band. That's great. Yep. Uh, give me a pro and a con of hitchhiking. Give me a pro. <laughs> you get where you need to go. Okay, and I'll say uh, picking up a sexy hooker, maybe having Oh, you're on the opposite illicit. side. Okay. That's a pro. That's the pro of you picking up a hitchhiker. You said what's a pro of hitchhiking? Well, I mean that's you get picked up. I'm the I'm the opposite. You're I'm, the yeah, sexy I'm, person on the side of the road who gets picked up. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, what's a con? 
getting murdered instead of getting to your location. Okay, and my con is, um, well, no, it's actually a pro murdering a sexy <laughs> hitchhiker. All right, um, moving on. Three years later, he's out of Pink Floyd by this point. Hang on a second. Let me get to my notes here. So yeah, uh, eighty-five, I think, is when Roger Waters officially announced that Pink Floyd had split up, and then the other three guys said, "No did one, we, did we? No one told us I about didn't it. know that." <laughs> You're free to leave. And then in 87, he releases Radio Chaos. Radio Chaos. K-A-O-S. Just like from the Maxwell Smart show. What was it called? Get Smart? Get Smart. That was Chaos. Yeah, which was like Spectre. Right. From the Bond films. Yep. But isn't he clever? Radio K-A-O-S. You know what? You might not know this. This is a concept album. Whoa. With the story and everything? Yeah, How many it's parts? A, you know, you've heard this story a million times, but he's telling it in his own way. Mm-hmm. The album follows Billy, a mentally and physically <laughs> disabled, I can't even look at you, a mentally and physically disabled man from Wales forced to live with his uncle David in Los Angeles. Okay. Again, after his brother Benny was sent to prison after an act intended to support striking coal miners. Resulting in the death of a taxi driver. I mean, that old thing he, again. He's, he's he's trying to appeal to teenagers. I what guess. is he doing? Following his dismissal from his mining job due to, quote, market forces. Write a screenplay. The album explores Billy's mind and view on the world through on-air conversation between him and Jim, a disc jockey at a local fictitious radio station named... Radio Chaos. Now, look, I know people love okay. this stuff, and, and I'm, I, you know. Now, he wonders why he was playing theaters and Pink Floyd was playing stadiums at the time. I mean, obviously, and look, when Roger Waters goes on tour now, he plays The Wall. He doesn't play, Radio I'm going to do a live version of Radio Chaos. Yeah. All right. What's the, what's the song? Radio Waves. Was this the single? I don't, I don't know either. Let's hear it. I don't know. Not be the best vocalist in this room. <laughs> I don't like that the music's out in front so much and the vocals are so far in the back. I prefer my music either equal or the vocal out front. That's one reason I picked this song, the two things you just said. Yeah. This does not sound like Roger Waters' no. normal singing. He's not a great singer, mm-hmm. but this sounds like he's trying to sound punk or something. And the music is uh, the music is very 80s. It doesn't sound like anything that he's no. done. No. There's some and, background vocals. Okay. Yeah, and this whole this whole album, <laughs> the vocals are very buried in the mix, much yeah. more than any. Anything I, he's ever I've, done before. Yeah, it's really strange. Okay, are we? do we have guest players on this? Let's see what we have I here. have some guesses. Okay, I, there's just a few. Oh, I got to get to my other thing here. 
So. Oh, did I not have my guest players up? All right, give me your guesses. All right, I'm going to say Mark Knopfler. Oh. That's your only guess? Uh, and Jeff Beck is always going to be a guess. <laughs> it's always going to be a guess. <laughs> David Gilmore? <laughs> no, no. Guessed. So, a- a- anything. Did I, anything right? All right, I'm... Uh, I lost my page here that I had all my information on. So give me one second. You can edit this part out, right? Or no, just, I'm not. Edi- um, no, I'm not editing anything. Yeah, just go to Wikipedia. Man. That's what I'm trying to. Roger. That's what I'm doing. Or wait, is it pronounced Roger? Roger. Roger. Is the G? Is it a hard G? It's a soft G. I feel like he would spell his name like R O G R E, just he to should. be just to be a wanker. Yeah. Is that his real name? Is Waters his real name? Yeah, I think so. All right. But his, I think his, it's, you know, I think Sid Barrett's first name is also Roger. Oh, and so this Roger yeah. made him change it? Yeah, probably so. <laughs> I always thought that was wild. That, it wouldn't surprise me. That uh, when the Stones got a new guitarist, uh, they got Mick Taylor. Because I'm like, that's two Micks in the band. Mick Jagger <laughs> you should, and Mick yeah, Taylor. You should, you should be able to just say, no, I am not, I am not going to uh, Yeah, no one with, anyone else. I'm the, the only name. Mick. He's going to have to go by the edge. All right, let's see who you we have for personal. Re- you were really, you were a really, really bad researcher. <laughs> yeah, I've got something weird going on with my. Uh, Do you want me to look it up? With my thing here, I just need to read. With your thing? With my thing. Oh boy. Sorry, people. Let's put the nerd. Right. But just put on a put on a stick. I'm looking for, it up now because I don't know what is taking you so. Long. I know it's weird. I had it. Okay, right. I'm there. I'm there already. Yeah. Discography, Radio Chaos. And I click on personnel. All right, go for it. All right, so we got Roger Waters is on this album. Who's that? Uh, Andy Fairweather Lowe. Yeah, he has played on a lot of... Uh, uh, Paul Carrick, uh, vocals on The Powers That Be. And, I mean, for me, no one of note. No, that's probably why I didn't yeah, paste it no into one my notes, note. and then you yeah. made me look it up. <laughs> because yeah. there was no so, one of notes. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any guesses. And I'm not going to jump and look at the next album, because I, I want to yeah. guess again. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms, and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Exactly. All right. So, when was the last time you listened to Radio Chaos? Um, last two days ago. And what you like it or not? It's better. It's it's. You would listen I, to this over the pros and cons yeah, of hitchhiking. Gonna, I'm probably not going to listen to it. Listen again. to either one. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's very it, like you said. It's very 80s. A couple of the songs have this kind of vocal that he's doing, which is different for him. Yeah. The rest sound more like him. But it just never was on my radar. I know that'll make a lot of Roger Waters fans angry. But yeah, I get it. Um, you know, you like what you like. What can you say? And we jump ahead five years to five years. Amuse to Death. Yeah. <clears throat> so this might surprise you. It's there's kind of a concept to this album. It's what we call a and concept album. It's co-produced by Patrick Leonard, who worked with people like Madonna. So this is kind of this is interesting to me. Just that fact. 
Okay. Yeah, I think this one of these three is probably my favorite. But again, I, I, I don't know if I'll listen to it unless <clears throat> I really have nothing else to listen to. Okay, so this, the song is? Uh, the song is The Bravery of Being Out of Range, which he's doing in his tour that he's on right now. Mm-hmm. He does he does this song, and it's a good song. This has some good songs on it. Um, is this the best one so far? I think of his... Post-Pink Floyd solo material. Yeah, but we have another one to go. So. Hello! Uh, but you know what the concept of this one is? And you would totally get this right away. Like listening to it, you would go, oh, I get this. It's loosely organized around the idea of an ape randomly switching channels on a television. Okay. But exploring numerous political and social themes, including critiques of the first Gulf War, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, <sighs> and you can give some personnel guesses on this because I did put my personnel. I, I only want, look, I only want politics in one song out of every 10 you do. I don't want, and this is for any artist. I don't want to listen to a whole political album. That's why, you know, Midnight Oil isn't always my thing. I don't want to hear about all of it. So, which brings us to this little highlight of the concert last Mm -hmm. night. I saw Roger Waters a month ago in Salt Lake. And, you know, he's been saying a lot of stuff that raises people's political hackles, as he always does. Um, but he's been particularly controversial lately, it seems like. At the beginning of Roger Waters' concert, he does a voiceover, like counting down time for the show to start, and it shows up on the screen in text. And at one point it says... Isn't he clever? Isn't he clever? Um, at one point it says, um, if you're one of those, I love Pink Floyd, but hate Roger Waters' politics, you may as well fuck off to the bar right now. Which is, you know, it's a joke, you know, yeah. fine. Well, I noticed that it doesn't say, if you're one of those people, blah, 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 yeah. then fuck right off and go get a refund. Right. <laughs> it's not going to give your money yeah. back. Yeah. I you're think, already there. I think if I'm, if you're thinking too hard about it, there's, it's also because in this tour, he has a new song called The Bar, which he says, you know, bars are places where people can go and have political conversations. That's not about and, becoming a lawyer? No. Okay. <laughs> But his his idea is you can go to the bar and talk about politics and disagree and still have a good time. And I'm like, well, I've seen a lot of fist fights break out. Yeah. So. Yeah. But anyway, so last night's concert. Uh, uh, Why isn't it called yeah. The Pub? It should be. Yeah. But he's he's, he's in America. He's in America. Does he live here now? I think he does. I think he's. Yeah. He doesn't like our country. He hates everything. So what are you going to do? He'd go to Mars. Yeah. But anyway, in last night's concert, Guy Pratt. Hitchhiked to Mars. All right, you done now? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. That's his next album, Hitchhiking to Mars. Um, Guy Pratt, who's played with Pink Floyd forever, uh, mentioned that David and Nick had gotten together and released a new song under the Pink Floyd banner to raise money for you know the brave people of Ukraine. Yeah, and he said, so that's all the politics talks talk tonight. So no one has to fuck off to the bar. <laughs> so so got, he was got a, a little, good response. A little, yeah, it did a little jab. <laughs> yeah, and um. I didn't even know the backstory on that, and it made me chuckle. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's just funny. Yeah, yeah, but there is a direct quote. Yeah. Okay, so we've got uh, The Bravery of Being Out of Range. Here we go. We'll see if you can guess who's on some of this. You have a natural tendency to squeeze off a shot. You're good for the parties. You're well I love monsters. You're old, but you still like to laugh and lock You care about change, 
Sounds more like Floyd. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to try to guess. All right. Doesn't give you much to work with. It's not really a lead. <sighs> is, is, uh... The drums sounded interesting. And I know it's not this guy, but I'm gonna say is Phil Collins on this album? No. Um, are the are the Water Sisters doing background <laughs> vocals? Elaine and Maxine Gertrude? Yeah. Waters? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, the, no, they, yeah, there's no, there are the water sisters. I, I didn't mean like, them. I didn't mean his sisters. Oh, okay. No, I don't know them. So I didn't even think me. about that. As I said, I meant the real water sisters who do background. Oh, I, I have to look um, and so what's your go-to guitar guess? I think David Gilmore might be on this album. No, no, they hate each other. Remember that. Okay. Jeff Beck. Yes. Okay. Who else is on? Okay. Name Does, another good. Uh, is Jeff Beck on that song? I don't know. All right. I just put what's on Another good guitarist? Another good guitarist. Uh, Famous guitarist. Of that ilk. Of that ilk, maybe. And uh, in one of your favorite bands, I'm sure. Uh, I can't. I don't know. Uh, Steve Lukather. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I should always guess Steve Lukather. He's on everything. Yeah, then Andy Fairweather Low again. Sure. Orchestrations by Michael Kamen. Um, background vocals, Rita Coolidge. That, there you go. Yep. And then Don Henley's on it. David Pache. Who wow. Had, who yeah. we just had on just the had show. Just had on the show. Did you listen to that yeah. episode? It's okay if you didn't. I have not listened to it. Okay. Uh, it's a good yet. one. It's a really good one. Yeah. It's really. I, it's like uh, right on my next list. He's of, really good. He's really, real. he really, uh, he really enjoyed the interview. What I really want you to guess is who's playing bass besides Roger Waters, guest bassist. Probably one of the most famous bassists ever. Famous bassist. Oh, there's a lot of famous bassists. Yeah, this guy. Is, it, is, he, is he a famous studio musician? This is a guy who people who don't know he plays bass consider him famous. Leland Sklar? Don't even know who that is, but no. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Randy Jackson. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, what's funny is yeah. because the vocal in that was a little pitchy dog. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, Randy yeah, Jackson. I thought that was interesting, right? I that think is, this is the first time right. I've run across in the wild a Randy Jackson sighting. Wow, I mean, I know he's interesting. on Journey he's on, yeah, and a bunch of tons stuff. Of stuff. But, but I looked at it and went, oh, that's cool. Cool. Because, I mean, who knew one of the Jackson 5 would play bass for Roger Waters? It doesn't seem it's to make any sense. not in the Jackson 5. What? Okay, different guy. There is a Randy Jackson. Though. All right, that song, I, I, I enjoyed that. That was good. It's a good song. There's yeah. some good songs on there. Cool. And uh, let's move on to, now this, now it took him a long time to make another album. Two, right? That, well, 2000, the intervening thing, 2005, he did. Oh, yes, Do you, yes. you want to play this little? Yes, I'm going to find let's it Let's do again. this one real quick, because he did, he did an opera called Saira, I think is how you pronounce mm -hmm. it. Spell it for me, please. Uh, C with the little hangy down dingly thing. Okay. Which makes it a soft C. All right. And an A, Sa. Okay. Ira, I-R-A. So in Great. 2005, he was asked to write You don't opera. want a little soft hangy down dingly thing. Well, it makes it, it's soft. It's a soft C. I'm being dirty. 
I know. You always are. Roger. I always am. Every time. All right. <laughs> 2005. And it's like a literal opera. Okay. This I found is, it. This is not going to This will be, this will be played, um, through, uh, the iTunes music store. And this, this song is called a garden in Vienna. Yeah. Garden in Vienna, 1765. Okay. I'm going to play it right now. I'm going to play as much as iTunes music store. Will let me play, which is all you need. Yeah. The honest bird, the future queen, all innocent and green, sparring all the live long. So I will say, Roger Waters has never sounded better. Like I don't know what he's doing here. That's not it's him. Not, what? No. That's Maxine Waters. <laughs> Nine more seconds. So yeah, he doesn't sing on this. It, I I didn't do a deep dive. So. But now, it's, a, it's an interesting side note. Even the most diehard Roger Waters fan would only buy that to be a completist, and they yeah. would listen once. So Waters himself said, I have no idea how many people it will appeal to. There's no way it's going to appeal to people in the same way as Dark Side of the Moon. I'd like to say Boy, I don't. He I'd went, like to say I don't care. What a short but limb. But I do. <laughs> what a short limb he went out on. Yeah. In... In the event, uh, the album spent 15 weeks on Billboard's classical chart in the U.S. and peaked at number five. So It's a success. Yeah. Success. There you go. So then, so his next proper album, when you said there's a gap, there's a gap from 1992 to 2017. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like crazy. Yeah. But he was, you know, he was busy touring with The Wall and The Dark Side of the Moon, whatever he was doing. Wasn't feeling creative, maybe. Maybe so. A buddy of mine recorded an album in a couple months. You know, when I hear these people like Broken Bells, who I love, Mm -hmm. you know, like their last album was 2014 and they just came out with their new one. And I'm like, I did an album in six months, guys. Come on. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? You're two people. You should get it done in three months. Yes. You recorded the classic Chasing Shadows. (laughs) The classic. Six months. In six months. Uh, and I'm we, an old guy. We're gonna play another. Uh, we're gonna okay. play another track from that between Floyd artists. <clears throat> okay. To cleanse the palate. <laughs> cleanse the palate. Okay. 2017. Uh, the album is. Is this the life we really want? Concept album. Waters initially planned to record a concept <laughs> album. He conceived a radio play about a man and his granddaughter investigating why children are being killed in other parts of the world. Oh boy. He described the play as part magic carpet ride. Part political rant, really? Part anguish, and mm. said it featured about a dozen songs. The producer persuaded him to abandon the theatrical elements and create a less linear work, which he did. Waters, though, said he planned to produce the original idea in the future. Will Will Roger Waters be playing Ebenezer Scrooge in any incarnations of A Christmas Carol? <laughs> he doesn't seem like he would ever be fun. You know what the funny like, thing is? Like, is he running around the back, his backyard with his grandkids and throwing a Frisbee around? Here's the weird thing. John Karen, who plays keyboards with him and has mm-hmm. played with David and played with Pink Floyd, yeah. he's on this tour with him right now. And he's very interactive with fans on Facebook and uh-huh. stuff. And he's always talking about how funny and fun Roger Waters is. Why doesn't he let us see that part? Right? I know. He once in a while in the show he he you know he look, does but he's yeah, I don't want to spend look at, much look time at, with Look at look at and no pun intended. Yeah. Look at my wall. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best signatures. Two Pat Roger Waters gigantic on there. Looks great. Yeah. All right. So anyway, this album I actually do really like and I've his best is it his best mm, of the four? I think it's the best of his solo ones. It's it's definitely one that uh in concert he does a couple of the songs from it. They're really good and I have listened to it 
more than a few times and, and probably and, will in the future. Will again. Okay. Will again. This song is called Picture That. Right? Yep. That's the one. Picture That. <laughs> classic Roger Waters yes. bass line. Oh yeah, Randy Jackson picture plays bass instead of Roger Waters on that last song. Lords, picture a cat house with no fucking horse. Hey. Picture a shit house with no fucking drains. Picture a leader with no fucking So this was 2017. That line was meant for Trump. Yep. For sure. On this tour, he had a, a pig floating on with Trump's face on it. favorite of all the songs so far that's a good that we song. heard. Yeah, that's a good song. That's a good song. He's got several that are really good on this album. And the others are are good, good. Yeah. Uh, I don't skip them when I listen to it. So that's my favorite. I just cheated. No one plays <gasps> on this album. No one of note. I mean, David Campbell does um, does strings, but uh, that's, you know. That's about it. That's about it. That's right. It sounds good. It, it does sound good. Very Floyd. Dun, 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 that bass line is the go-to in a lot yeah. of Roger Waters stuff. So let's, yeah, I like it. Like let, it a lot. Let's try a song called So Wonderful from Chasing Shadows. Oh. Written, produced, engineered, uh, mixed, recorded, mastered. performed, uh, released. All instruments by. All instruments by, all words by. This is a song I wrote for Jen. It's a love song without the word love in it. When you played it for her, did she cry? I have a story about that. Can you just say yes or no? <laughs> she didn't cry. Did she say that's beautiful? It was wonderful. I have a guess, Jeff Beck. Jeff Beck is all over this album. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm blowing my nose when we're playing songs. I'm having a sinus day, but I'm turning the mics down. I'm turning them, both of our mics, I'm turning off when I blow my nose. I, I, I'm, I'm, so see, I'm witnessing it here. I'm taking pictures of it. All right, tell me the, um, so the little, tell me the story. The little story about this is that uh, uh, I told you this yesterday. I've had people, as you mentioned, compare this album to... Uh, Alan Parsons. Yeah. Probably the layered vocals, and it does have that kind of Floydish Alan Parsons uh, 
<laughs> vibe to it. But anyway, someone, the great David Wilde, made that comparison. <laughs> said he really liked the album, which surprised me that he even listened to it, even no, though I No, that's nice. He goes on long walks every day, so he needs yeah. stuff to listen to. So he listened to it, he said he liked it, and he said, it's got an Alan Parsons vibe in the vocals, and I mean that complimentary. So I was so excited when he tweeted that, I went down to Jen and I said, hey, David Wilde listened to my album, and blah, blah, blah. And after you know explaining who David Wilde was, then she was excited. And then she goes, but I've never heard Alan Parsons. And I go, yeah, you have heard Alan Parsons. And she says, no, this is a typical. And she said, we're through. You're through. This is our one argument is what she has or hasn't heard. Um, and I said, yeah, you have heard Alan Parsons because when I play iRobot, you tell me, turn that shit off. <laughs> so my album is something that she would tell me to turn that shit off, even though that song is written for her. Oh, no. um, the other day, one of my coworkers who was listening to it, she took a picture of her dashboard with my song playing on her Apple Music. That's cool. She was playing So Wonderful. She sent me a text and said, I've been listening to this on repeat. This song is great. I, this, I'm listening to it. This is the fourth time whatever and i texted her back and i said you've now officially heard it three times more than my <laughs> wife who i wrote it for let's listen to one more track from this album it does sound a lot like alan parsons <laughs> it really does what? yeah you sound so different when you sing right impressive pretty impressive yeah that's fair use right yeah, I, I put that song on my album just to confuse people. Fair use. I can play your album top to bottom. Yeah, I'm right here. Yeah, that's no problem. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to some David Gilmore. Okay, I think David he, Gilmore. I think he plays uh, flute. <laughs> He's one of the uh, the best lead flute players. Him and Ian Anderson are duking it out always for who's the best flautist. He's your favorite guitarist of all time. He's my favorite guitarist. Probably my favorite musician of all time. And this is from his first solo album, 1978, when he was firmly in yeah. Pink Floyd. Yeah. wonder if that pissed Roger off a little bit. Maybe so. But Never David know. was probably thinking, look, you know, not a lot of my songs get on these right. albums. Well, and he's not a lyricist. Right. So he doesn't write complete songs. Right. Um, so for Pink Floyd, his contribution was always the guitar. Right. And, you know, he wrote, he co-wrote, a, he, he co-wrote a lot more songs than I think yeah. he got credit for. He might do melody and stuff yeah. like that. And like, but not comfortably so numb much. is half yeah. his melody and half Roger Waters. Roger yeah. Waters wrote all the lyrics, but he literally had a separate song he was making, and Roger had a separate mm-hmm. one, and they mushed them together into and, and to brilliance. Yeah. So yeah, he's a great guitarist. So, self-titled album, David Gilmore, and this song is called "There's No Way Out of Here." That's here we the go. One. It's already better than all the Roger Waters songs we listen to. I think so. It's accessible for yeah. sure. He's a better singer, I think, than Roger Waters. Oh, absolutely. There's no question. So it slips through your hands like grains of sand. You watch it go. There's no time to be lost. You'll pay the cost, so get it right. 
Clapton. Yeah, he had Clapton come in and do all the solos. He's like, I'm so tired of my own stuff. So, all right. Who played on? Who, it, it, so, when was the last time you listened to this album? I don't listen to it all the way through. Once in a while, I'll 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 listen to that song. There, There's a 2006 yeah. remastered edition. Yeah. Do you have that? Nah. I stream everything anyway. I hardly ever buy mm-hmm. stuff, but mm-hmm. um, but it's a good album. Uh, that song is probably my favorite on the album. But you can tell too, solo, the energy's a little lower. Yeah. Like it's, but it's, you know, it's, it's good, but it's not on my, you know, constant uh, repeat. And there is a guy I know on this album, Rick Wills plays bass. Uh, he went on to join Foreigner for Head Games and Foreigner oh, really? 4. And he was there for all the, the super, super big stuff. And he played with Bad Company and Peter Frampton and I think the Small Faces. But uh, everyone else I don't know on this. Uh, yeah, there's hip, no one hip, that I knew of. Hypnosis. Is that how you say it? I, I think it'd be hypnosis or hypnosis. Yeah, they like did the knowledge. album cover, which I, I love when they do album covers. Yeah, and it's great. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's a great album. I mean, that would be a great album cover to get signed. There's Roger yeah. Waters' album covers are so fucking busy. Yeah. There's no place to get Except a signature. For the wall, and he's that's Pink Floyd, so. <laughs> I mean, I was lucky to get that signature because he was on yeah. the Conan show. Right. And... I was invited to go there and then they took our albums to him and I guess he was so angry that they could know they put a stop to people wow. being able to have people sign stuff. Really? What they would do is they would put a post-it note on everyone's album. So that's why that's personalized. Uh, I did not meet oh, him. Oh, you didn't get to meet him? No, but I was in the, on the Conan show, the dressing rooms were right off the green room. The green room was very big, very big. So I was in the green room. So I saw him come in and out of his dressing room. Uh, so I saw him and a very cranky interview that night. It seemed very strange when he was on Conan. But uh, but I did get that signed. And it is it is one of my prized possessions. Because I think that trying to get an autograph w- from him in an everyday situation would be extremely difficult. Yeah, I would bet. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, this next album... By David Gilmore. Do you have? Did you have any th- anecdotes or stories oh, about self-titled on that album? There's an interesting thing. There's a song called "Raise My Rent," and about uh, a minute in, there's this. Really- Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Okay. All right. I, I I thought you wanted to stay away from politics. Oh, okay. You're right. Let's go, God. Jesus. God. Religion and politics. Oh, okay. Let's go, go Roger Waters. Let's go, Daryl. Call your next album, Let's Go, (laughs) Daryl. Don't. Please (laughs) don't. Okay, go ahead. So anyway, uh, there's a song on here called Raise My Rent, and there is a solid guitar lick on this song All right. that will reappear in 1994 as the guitar lick used on the Division Bell album Mm. for What Do You Want From Me? A good lick is a good lick, right? A good lick is a good lick. Just and, ask that hitchhiker I picked up. That's right. So we're going to stay away from sex, religion, and politics. Jeez, what? I got nothing. You got nothing then. left. I got nothing. There's nothing left. So Self yeah. self deprecation. Exactly. I am recording in my pajamas. <laughs> this is true. It's, it is true, you right? You could have put a shirt on. I though. went to Coffee Bean. Like, yeah, I'm going to stand up. He's standing up. Watch for video Look, in your I, feed. I'm, I'm over here. I'm, well, I'm over here now. 
this is what I wore to Coffee Bean. Wow. With that jacket and then those shoes. He's got striped pajamas like he's a prisoner of war. A, <laughs> okay, a look. V-neck. Look. Yeah, the I mean, this would be bad. This would be a bad reference. But these look like what they they wore in like Auschwitz. Yes, these these. Absolutely. I never thought about that till you said it. Well, that's why I said it. And then I have then I have I have the I have an old man white V neck -neck T shirt, kind of stretched out a little bit. It's it's seen some years. I've slept I've slept in it. Like right out of the dryer, it fits lovely. But if you were anywhere but the L A area, you'd be arrested. It's, you're nothing you, here. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and they, and the, my my local coffee bean, they know me by name. I right. go in and she's, good morning, Pat. You're, they call you J- Jammy Pat. That's yeah, your usual. <laughs> and uh, Auschwitz, said, Auschwitz Pat is here. Get his, <laughs> get his coffee. <laughs> he wants his prisoner of war latte. <laughs> um, he wants his torture juice. <laughs> All right. Drablinka Francis is here. Are we moving on to uh, About Face? Let's please move on to About Face. This is an album cover that I've seen all my life for some reason. I always have seen this album cover. It's like sexy David Gilmore. It is. It's like they're trying to make him into... uh, And do you see what he's doing on the album cover? Hitchhiking. He's hitchhiking. I know. But listen. So here's your interesting (laughs) thing. This was About this album or the last album? This was released March 1984. Okay. Looks like he's hitchhiking. Yeah. In April of 1984, <laughs> what what album came out? <coughs> the pros and cons. Of it, yes, it's funny. Yes, all right. So I don't know if, like, I don't know anything about it. But they both had an album come out the same year, within a month of each other. Do we know Solo which album. one did better? I'm sure Roger Waters did better, but I don't know. I'm not going to quote. This one's co-produced by Bob Ezrin, yeah, big time producer with Good Alice thing. Cooper and and Kiss and Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Yeah. yeah. So smart move, smart yeah. move. And what song do you got for me? Uh, what is that? What do I have for you? All lovers are deranged. All lovers. Okay, because this is lyrics by Pete Townsend. Now that guy's a good lyricist. I've heard he's most famous for his windmill lyrics. (laughs) I'm supposed to go see the Who in a couple weeks. I hope that's still going to happen. Why wouldn't it? Well, uh, Suzanne Dillingham, my concert wife, uh, she set us up with the tickets last time at the Hollywood Bowl because she knows the guy personally who runs the camera during the live performance and he set us up last time and she believed it was going to happen again this time but then i got a text last week that she wasn't sure it was going to happen this time so i hope to find out because i never miss the who and i will buy a ticket and go by myself i just don't i'm gonna say it (laughs) i could find the sting about pat's gonna tell the same story again i don't have fucking time (laughs) to find that right now we do have that sting daryl i know you do but um i listen to the show occasionally Especially when you're on it, you when I'm on it, I listen to every episode. The um, Jen doesn't. Your wife doesn't. No, She's like, what's this no interest. bullshit? <laughs> Turn um, that shit off. Isn't that says. not wonderful? Is what she says. <laughs> uh, when the stones come through, uh, you gotta you gotta take out a second mortgage on your house. Yeah. Just to park. Yeah, yeah. No but kidding. the Who, you can get a great ticket for a hundred bucks still. Really? You know, and a really good ticket for one fifty. Interesting. So I never miss the Who. Do they do a big production when they travel? Like, because you know, Rolling Stones has their big, whatever light up tarot well, cards. Well, but they no, have because the 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 Who will still come to an arena or the Hollywood Bowl. Right. And the Stones come to the 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 Stones literally came so to the biggest yeah. stadium in Los Angeles. Right. Let's let's get as many people in there and do one show. Yeah. Like the Stones could do, you know, ten nights at the Forum. Yeah. Well, they had they did two nights at SoFi. 
They did do two nights yeah. at SoFi. And That's like crazy. 70,000 or whatever, 50, I don't know what it's, it was. It's a ton. It's a crazy. ton. All right. All Lovers Are Deranged. Pete Townsend. Written with David Gilmore and Pete Townsend. Sounds great already. Well, Townsend wrote two songs in this album. Yep. And one was the single, Love on the Air. Yep. Okay, I already looked. I'm sorry. I looked who's on the album. Right. Pete Townsend does not play on the album. No, just lyrics. Just co-wrote two songs. He probably, he kind of probably loved that. Yeah. Just to be a songwriter. Yeah. Um, Jeff Beccaro on drums, Rock and Peace. Pino Palladino, who took over, replaced the late, great John Entwistle in The Who for many, many years. Steve Winwood On Hammond Organ. Yeah, on Blue Light and on Piano on Love on the Air. John Lord from Deep Purple fame uh, on yeah. Synthesizers. Uh, Bob Ezrin also gets himself in there all the time on these Absolutely. albums. He plays a little bit of keyboard. Ray Cooper on percussion. Lots of great Michael yeah. Kamen orchestra arrangements. Lots of great yeah. players on this album. Is this, um, do you like this album better than the self-titled? I, I like it, but I'm going to give you David Gilmore's quote about it. Okay. Uh, in... I don't know how long ago, but more recently. And this is probably, I, I, I'm going to agree with David Gilmore because A, he is God. And he's David Gilmore. And he's David Gilmore. He says, looking back on it, it has some great moments on there, but the whole flavor of it is too 80s for my current taste. Yeah, but it was, probably it was released in 84. Exactly. It's definitely It's 80s. definitely going to be 80s. What's funny is that that real guitar that starts off like David Gilmore has never played guitar like that. It's not, no, that's not his deal. No, I don't know what he was doing but <laughs> he was van van halening it up yeah something. but when he does he does it well yeah so uh it's a good album i don't i don't listen to either of his solo albums very often at all either of those fine. two or yeah. any of them at either all either of those two sorry all right those early ones now again a big time jump 22 yeah. years from 1984 to 2006 the album is on an island yeah this is co-produced by david gilmore chris thomas who did most of the 80s Elton John albums, the first three Pretenders albums, um, just, I mean, tons of stuff I'm forgetting. But right there, if you've done yeah. those, your uh, Pete Townsend's first three solo albums, I mean, he's a produce, producer yeah. of note. One of my favorite producers, to be honest. Wow. And also produced by Phil Manzanera from Roxy Music. Yeah. And, and many things. Yeah. So... Lots of heavyweights on this album. What is the song you chose? On an Island. Title track is what. Title track. I believe they call that a title track. Huh. Call your next album title track. make note of that. Call it title track and just have one song. That'll confuse. Just have one 61 minute song. That'll confuse the algorithms. Part 10. I might get get more plays. Do me a favor. Yeah. Call one of your songs like part 11, even though there's not 
the other 10 oh, parts don't exist. That's some next level Roger Waters shit right. going on in right there. That's right. In parentheses. Part 10. Part 11. In parentheses, part 10. <laughs> oh, you better write that down. Okay, on an island. It's not playing for some reason. Uh-oh. Oh. oh, there we go. And the reason was me. Oh. I was the reason. Surprising. Remember that night White stairs in the moonlight They walked here too Through empty playground This ghost town Very famous backing vocals going on there. Children again on rusting swings getting higher. A dream we got a C and an N on this. No 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 stills and no Y. Yeah. Nice song. It's a nice song. I knew that because I was reading it. I knew that it was David Crosby and Graham Nash because I was actually reading it. I'm cheating again. There's a... I'm done guessing. There's a live uh, a live version of this tour, a uh, video and, and album. And on the video, it's really cool to see uh, Crosby and Nash singing back up for him. I don't think they went on the whole tour, but they showed up on some of the sh- some of the shows. So it was, it was kind of cool. Now, lyrics on this album, Polly Sampson, what is her relationship to David Gilmour? Married. Perfect. Yeah, they've been together a long time. She wrote a lot of the lyrics for uh, The Division Bell. Okay. Um, Good. And when Roger Waters found out about this, of course, because anything David Gilmour does, he is hateful about. Sure. He's, he je- his, he's jealous. He let his misogyny show. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, David's got to let... This is exactly how Roger Waters sounds really. Oh, David's got to let his girlfriend write his lyrics for him. It looks like he <laughs> needs to let his little chippy write them lyrics. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was kind of like, who cares? <laughs> she's a good lyricist and she's a novelist. Well, she's I saw David Gilmore <laughs> in a coffee shop and his lady was working a pen and paper, putting words on the page. His Auschwitz pants. <laughs> Lots of people on that song, including the guy we saw play bass last night. Guy Pratt plays bass on that song. Yep. Guy Pratt has played with Gilmore and Roger Waters for a long time. Richard Wright is on that song and co-lead vocals on another track. Yep. We also have uh, Andy Newmark on drums. Jules Holland plays piano on that song. Phil Manzanera plays guitar on some tracks. Who else is on here? Backing vocals by Sebastian Bach and Don Dockin. Um, that's not true. I just <laughs> threw that in there. And, uh, it's believable. Yeah, a lot of guys. A lot of guys on that album. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
Yeah. And then we jump forward a couple of years until his next yeah. and his now both of these guys only have four proper solo albums. Yeah. Studio albums. Yeah. I'm talking about Waters and Gilmore. Yeah. This yeah. is uh wait, one let me back up one note. My, no, we're moving on. One no, note ahead. about on the island. Go ahead. Go Just ahead. for anyone who's interested. That song's indicative. It's kind of a laid back album. It's got some great guitar mm-hmm. solos. The live tour version, he plays the whole album much better. The live version wow. is better because it's got way more energy behind mm-hmm. it. It's it's great. So I don't listen to this album. Mm-hmm. I listen to the live the live recording out of the album. So there you go. The but, only thing I, I don't <laughs> like about the album is that he let a lady, a little mini lady, write the lyrics. And that's the only thing I don't like about this album. It's not proper. It's not proper. Not proper at all. She should be making me a meat pie. <laughs> All right, so nine years later. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Just a side note. Is there really more? Yeah, 2010. Right. And it's not on your list because I'm not going to play it. But there is a group or a person or whatever called The Orb. And they release an album called Metallic Spheres, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of which it is featuring David Gilmore. All so right. his guitar playing is all over that album. So if you like Gilmore guitar if playing. If you like G- Gilmore guitar. Listen to The Orb, Metallic Spheres. Now jumping ahead. To Was he ever on the Gilmore Girls? He is the Gilmore Girl. That's the spoiler at the end, the finale. Well, actually, his wife is one of the Gilmore Girls. Her name's Samson. She I, writes lyrics. I'm going to slap that coffee cup out of your hand, man. I don't know how many different takes of an <clears throat> uh, English accent I have in me. I think none. none. None of which are accurate. None. Me too. I apologize to everyone. All right. Nine years later, Rattle, Rattle that, that Lock. Lock. 2015. Uh, also co-produced by Phil... The, the guy with the the hardest last name Manzanera. for me is a Manzanera. Manzanera. Co-produced by Phil Manzanera. Let me see. Polly Sampson is again on board for lyrics, a couple of instrumentals. And you picked the title track, which I believe might be my favorite David Gilmore solo song. Really? I really like this song. Here we go. Rattle that lock. Rattle that lock. Here we go. Come on. Here it comes. Right now. Come on. Wow, this is produced so fantastically. Interesting vocal for him too. He's like yeah. a lot higher register than he normally mm-hmm. do, and you can hear his aging in his voice. Too. You know why? You know why it's a higher register? Because Polly Sampson's got him by the balls. Oh, that's what it is. Uh, that is track two on the album. Yeah. Do you, in general, do you like when the title track is the opening track? I don't care. Sometimes I like an album. Oh, well, way to have anything. an opinion, huh? Yeah, nothing. Uh, do you have a fence I can sit on? Because I'll do it. 
Um, that is track two. The title track yeah. is track two. Here's some people on this. David Crosby and Graham Nash do background vocals again on one song. Uh, Jules Holland again is on piano. Phil Manzanera is on there some places. Guy Pratt yeah. actually plays bass yep. on that song. Polly Sampson, background vocals, but just on one track. Yep. Richard Wright, there's a voice sample. Yeah. Yeah. Was he gone at this yeah. point? Yeah. There's a song written for him. And it's called um, A Boat Lies Waiting. A Boat oh, Lies Waiting. And it's nice. got, got his, uh, his voices as it's... And he passed from can- cancer. Yeah. Very sad. He's so talented. Yeah. He would still be with us if not for cancer. Yeah, absolutely. Say cancer sucks. I've heard it. The opening... I think, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people say, fuck cancer. Or as I say, let's go cancer. I'm going to write. <laughs> Which means. <laughs> let's go. Means go. Cancer. Yeah. Let's go away. Go away cancer. All right. So the opening little riff there, uh, David Gilmore, the, the impetus for this whole song was that is like, I guess the warning tone that a subway is approaching in the Fran- French subway system. Okay. That do, 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 do. And he recorded it with his phone and then used that as, he just liked it and just re- used that as the basis to do a. Uh, a whole song. That's how stuff works, I guess, if you know what you're doing. All right. Well, it's time to cleanse the palate with a song from Chasing mm. Shadows. I'm going to play the title track, which sits at song six. That's a mistake. Right. Should be number one. I know. You know, <laughs> I, I had a different name for the album until I wrote that song. Was it Let's Go Pat? It was Let's... <laughs> it was... <laughs> Fuck Pat Francis! What if someone named their album that? I would love it. I, I was going to name it after... One of the other songs, uh, The Ocean in Her Hand. Yeah. Um, but then when I wrote Chasing Shadows, I thought that's more appropriate for the artwork I wanted to do. And yeah. The yeah, artwork's did, fantastic, oh, too, by the way. I did my own photography, by the way. I did my own photography and graphic yeah. design of it. It's all. Uh, do you still do a lot of photography? Yeah. Or is that not, uh, no, your, not your thing anymore? No, I do. I do a lot of okay. it. Okay. Nudes? Still nudes? Of myself, mostly. They, like, people call them dick pics. I call them. <laughs> I call them nudes. <laughs> <laughs> Chasing Shadows. What a, what a way to go into it. Chasing Shadows. Yeah. <laughs> All the songs have vocals, no instrumentals. All vocals. Instrumental is a cop and out. Guitars. Instrumental means that you didn't. This was no accident. You didn't have the words. Tell Pink Floyd that. Just a slow descent. Well, that sounds great in the headphones. That's really well produced. It's really well produced. This was no master plan. It's my favorite Alan Parsons song. Some wide vocals going on in your Chaos in your hand. Just chaos in your hand. We get it. Chaos is in my hand. Ran out of words. We built a ghost town in a wasteland. Now, the, the drums sound like real drums, but you don't own a drum no, set. they are real drums, though. And how does that work? Because they're sampled drums, mm-hmm. and I use Logic Pro. This is a, You have quite a few people who make their own music, such as Aaron Gold, for example. Yes, Let's yes. Give his album a listen. Aaron Gold, my the producer and, and director of the upcoming Uplift Project. Uplift Project, but he has- hopefully, Now, guys, hopefully 2023, we see something happening. Um- Life has happened, and um, please bear with us. But we, you know, we're still working on it. I didn't want it to take four years. Aaron didn't want it to take four years. But that's where we're at. But meanwhile, he has a great album out. He has a great album out. So give that a listen. Give but, that a listen. But anyway, people who are 
who do any kind of bedroom producing, they call it. Hello. <laughs> this is where the magic happens. After the hitchhiking, we do a little mm. bedroom producing. Amen. Um, I use Logic Pro, which is Apple's product that works on Macs, and they have a fantastic virtual drummer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you still have to adjust it, make it do what you want it to do, but those are actual drums they recorded. Sound great. Yeah. There are times where I there's a couple songs I listen to and the drums just sound so good. I'm like, man, I I wish I could play drums. <laughs> I'm sure drummers hate it. Yeah, because yeah, they have to. Those drums sound better than some drums on some albums that I've recently Absolutely. purchased. Yeah, dr- and drums are really hard to record. Like even if I could play the drums, for me to try to record them in a bedroom, you know, I and. Who cares if I make noise? I do that anyway. But right. Just the way you have to mic them to make them sound good. And these are sampled drums that were mic'd properly and mixed properly. And um, yeah, they, they're they fantastic. So this is my recommendation if you're doing bedroom producing and don't want to send your stuff to a drummer or learn drums yourself, get Logic Pro. Visit your local Apple dealer. Now, did these drums come from that same program? Do you know what band this is? No. When I tell you, you're not going to believe oh, it. Oh, no. It's from 1985. See, those are not real drums. It's Someone's easy. really hitting them, probably, but they're not real drums. This is Easy Top. Is it? That's Sleeping Bag. Okay. Come in. I know it sounds so... Uh, but I... But I, I I do like I do like that song well, and I like those drums. But yeah, that's just that's just nonsense. Yeah, that's not. But they're not trying to make them sound like no. Real, but that doesn't drums. sound like you know the three piece band we no. know is ZZ Top. No, that's Sheila E and ZZ Top. What year was that? Uh, 80, 80 something. Eighty something. Right? Really? Solidly, sure? solidly right in the center of the eighties. Wow. All right, we're moving on right, to who's on. next? Uh, Richard Wright. Richard Wright. Now, these songs will be played from something I recently discovered called YouTube. Oh, interesting. So. Yeah, Richard Wright's albums, he has two, and they, they're they out of print, essentially. That's I, ridiculous. Right? They're not even on iTunes to purchase. Yeah, they're just not there. Obviously, the Richard Wright, what do they call estate? it? Estate doesn't need money. I guess not. Because this is nonsense that these aren't there. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Or there could be a rights problem with a producer or like one person who's saying background or something. I don't know. Do you have info on these albums? The first one is Very called, little. what's the first album called? Wet Dream. Easy now, Daryl. I know. It's because he likes boating. He's famous for knowing he likes sailing and even the album cover. The album cover is, and the album cover is very cool. Is that a hypnosis? I bet you it is. You, I, know, you don't know though, because right, you're not doing the homework. No, I was asleep during the homework assignment for this one. I'll look it up. So, um, I'm pretty up. sure it Tell is. us some it stuff about it. Does this Wet wh- Dream was self-produced and Wright wrote- Most are. All the songs himself. <laughs> you get a little help from the dream. Mm. Uh, except Against the Odds, which was co-written with his then-wife, Juliet, who, as Juliet Gale, had been a member of one of the early bands that evolved into Pink Floyd. That's a whole side note that I don't even understand. Yeah. I've never heard this before. No, I don't know. So uh, it was recorded at Super Bear Studios in early 1978. Album cover by Hypnosis. 
And he said, doing- I just looked it up. Yeah, you hear me? You can tell. I'm not kidding. Look, just by looking, you can tell. Snowy White on guitar. Yeah. Snowy White from Thin Lizzy. And Pink Floyd. And Pink Floyd. Uh, live. Live, yeah. Doing this album has helped me get my creative energies for the next Floyd thing, he said, in 1978. All right. And the next Floyd thing was? <laughs> the next Floyd thing must have been uh, the final cut of which Roger Waters said, I don't need y'all, motherfuckers. I'm going to just make an album. And there was so much creative difference that uh, I don't think any other... Well, it says performed by. Yeah. But Rick Rick Wright is not in the band at that point. Uh, Richard like, Wright. Richard Wright is not in the... He's basically kicked off because the, the uh, credits for the final cut say, uh, what, a requiem for the post-war dream by Roger Waters... Performed by Pink Floyd, David Gilmour, Nick Mason. Yeah, Roger Waters. And what song are we playing first from Richard Wright? Did I give you a song? Um, I, I, I used the link and a different song came up uh, here. Like well, there's a, yeah, there, I sent you the link to the playlist. Okay, so, so you, you have Summer Elegy. Here. Yeah. Okay, let that? me find it. And is there, oh yeah, there are lyrics here. And you want me to take it? From yeah. forty seconds in, yeah, I think there's a that's one of those slow build up. Songs. Okay, and I don't know what this will sound like because I'm playing it from YouTube. Here we go. Oh, it sounds good. Something's gotta give. We can't carry on like this. Might be the most Pink Floyd sounding of anything we've played yet. Richard Richard Wright was so responsible for the sound of Pink Floyd. He's underrated about it. Yeah, this is great. Talking about what we should do, I can't say. These albums aren't available. I know. Do you have them in any form? No, just YouTube. I don't have any. If anyone has a vinyl rip of these albums, send them to me and I'll forward them along to Daryl. Thank you. This song has no. All right, again, we are looking for vinyl rips of the Richard Wright solo albums. Send them my way and I will forward them on to Daryl Asher. I'm sure. Someone listening has them. Were they ever released on CD? I think they're CDs, maybe on eBay, that are probably... All right, if anyone has the CDs, we'd we'd appreciate the MP3s more than vinyl rips. This is true. And if you have money to just send us to buy the CDs of eBay, that's even better. (laughs) Or if you want to buy it and gift it to Daryl Asher. Look, uh, weirder things have happened, I'm going to tell you. People send me stuff a lot. I appreciate it. I never... never do not appreciate it. What, yeah. what am I saying? Okay, so his next album came out 12 years later, because this seems to be what uh, yeah. what Pink Floyd does. They wait a while. Uh, was anyone of note on that last album? I don't think I so. I don't think so. This uh, Broken China is the next one. Between here, he did a, a duo that he called Z with Dave Harris, Dave who Harris. I don't know who that is. Uh, it was an, uh, called Identity. And he said it was an experimental mistake that should have never been released. So we don't need to delve into so that. So we don't need to. And plus it's a duo. So we don't need to bring down. the man down. Don't bring him down. So Broken China. 
um, is a four-part concept album based right. on Wright's then-wife Mildred's battle with depression. Uh-huh. And is very much like a classic, classic Pink Floyd concept album in its structure and overall feel. Two songs, Reaching for the Rail and Breakthrough, feature... I'm not going to say who, on lead vocals, but you can play it and uh, and guess. I already looked. It'll be a wild guess. Like, you're never going to, you're going to go, that's who that is? I already looked. Yeah. I, I believe. I, it's, okay, go ahead. Okay. I want to make sure I have the, I, I think I have the wrong song queued up. We're looking Re- for. Reaching for the rail. Reaching for the rail. 45 seconds in if you want, or just let it build up. Reaching for the rail and 45 seconds in. Right, and let me turn that up. Here we go. With a fever, I feel like a child. It's David Gilmore's wife. <laughs> Leila, his wife, sing on someone else's album. Bollocks. And it's so unoriginal, but I feel it. Haunting. Yeah, I, I actually got chills listening to that. Sinead <laughs> O'Connor. Yeah. Again, we would love to hear that in a very lovely MP3 format taken from the original compact yeah. disc. Absolutely. I'm gonna look these up on. Uh, I'm gonna look these up on eBay real quick. I just want to see what people are uh, are trying to bilk us out of. Meanwhile, I'll give a, a spoiler about this uh, little band you might have heard of called Citizen Sixty One, that's doing an album or a, a song a month. The Next song coming out is kind of based, well, is based on Sinead O'Connor. And where can we get those? Follow your favorite, follow it in your favorite streamer. Here's what's interesting. I'm going to tell you. Okay. So, um, Broken China right now is available on eBay, the CD for $32.79 with free shipping. Not bad. Now here's what I've done a lot of times for something like this. I'm going to pass this on to you. All right. I will buy that. Mm -hmm rip it, mm-hmm. resell it. Because mm-hmm. you can almost sell it for the same price you bought it for. Right. Or even if you sold it for 25 bucks, you got the music for seven. Right. Or you might want to keep it. I mean, that happens too. Yep. Uh, Wet Dream is selling for 32 35 okay, or, not, be, or not best bad. offer. Not as bad as I thought. Or best offer. Shipping, however, is six seventy five. So that's going to take you to 39 out the door. Okay. But you can make a best offer. I'm going to say this guy will accept probably about 28. So what do you think of the morality of ripping and passing on? Do you lose any sleep over that in your uh, Auschwitz pajamas? Or Here's the thing. Here's what, how I feel about it. If I go up to CD Trader and I buy a used CD, the artist isn't getting any money from that. True. I could buy, and I'm talking about something that just came out last year, but here it is used for mm-hmm. $6.99. When I could go to Amazon and buy it brand new and the artist would get money, but I decided I'm only going to spend six ninety nine and buy it used. So, I mean, if you're doing that, there's the morality's out the door. Gotcha. And see, on these, I think the moral thing to do is to copy them and resell them. And let other people enjoy it. Yeah. 
get your you know because you, they're out of print. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, it, so yeah. If it's out of print, it makes you a better person. Go go ahead and do it right now. Z is also on here. The Z oh. album identity, the mistake, the yeah. experimental mistake. Then, is that so, what it see, says? Th- then here's someone trying to bilk us. A Richard Wright wet dream pre-owned fifty seven twenty five with nine seventeen shipping from the UK. But yeah, the first two that came up were re- are there that's, reason- that's reasonable. That's yeah, reasonable. Absolutely, no question. Yeah. Um, I did cleanse the palate right between uh. Between, yeah, I played uh, the title track. You did Chasing Shadows. Yeah. All right. Time to cleanse the palate uh, again. Before we get to Nick Mason's Hi. incredible discography. Hold on a second. Let me see who's on this Richard Wright album, the second one called Broken China. Uh, obviously, we had uh, Sinead O'Connor, does lead vocal on two tracks. Dominic Miller who on guitar, who, who I believe is the guy that's been playing with Sting for years. I think it's really? the same guy. I think. Let me check now. I got to check. Maybe I'm wrong. You can never he, be. He wrong. played with level. Uh, yes, he's been with Sting since '91. I was correct. Uh, Pino Palladino on bass guitar, yeah, and yeah. then someone Maz ba- Palladino on backing vocals. I would have to assume they're related. Yeah, I would. I would have to assume. So. All right. So you want to give us some tidbits about Richard Wright, or no? Um, We're done. Well, Richard Wright. You know, as you can tell from this album, this song too, is like so much of that Pink Floyd sound was his keyboard playing. Uh Uh-huh. So he's underrated. And and also one of the things about him was he did not like his singing at all. He did not like his own singing. And yet... All right. What's that? Nothing. Okay. (laughs) He didn't like his. I thought his singing was pretty. Well, I thought his singing was pretty good. Well, and his singing, um, he did, didn't do a whole lot of the uh, main vocals on a lot of Pink Floyd songs, but his backup vocals are what gave like Gilmore's vocals this texture, and and they played really well together. But uh, many people suspect that Roger Waters' constant haranguing of him was <laughs> part to blame for his lack of confidence. Confidence. What? Yeah. Why would people put up with that kind of, I guess everyone doesn't have, isn't the personality type that I am, which did not tolerate any right. haranguing pushback yeah. at all. I yeah. mean, but I guess some people are, you know, gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess. And uh, I've, heard of, I've heard of those. Would just sit back and, and take it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. The, 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 you know, I, like I, I've told you yesterday, uh, Citizen 61 has broken up three or four times since we put that album out. Like, I can't even get along with myself. So I heard you don't even speak to the drummer. He is an ass. <laughs> his stuff sounds so good. And he thinks he's that. He thinks all he's that. all that. He thinks he's all that hot snot on a silver platter. But he's just a cold booger on a paper plate. All that in a bag of beans. Is that a saying? It is now. Hashtag all that in a bag of beans. Quit trying to make bag of beans I think happen. it's chips, right? I would love my beans in a bag. Chips have nothing. Okay. Well, because some people say all that in a bag of chips, but I'm changing it to all that in a bag of beans. And you did press record for all this. Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to go again from the top? Um, From, yeah, let's start over. (laughs) Introduce some Nick Mason. What time is it? One hour and 50 minutes. I got to be honest. I think you're having fun. I'm having fun. Is is the listener having fun? I think if Are you're, you I think fun? if you're having fun, and I'm having fun, mm-hmm. then that's my gauge that the listener okay. 
might not be having fun. No, might be having fun also. That's my only gauge. If you're laughing and I'm All laughing, right. then hopefully And we're not high well, much. Yeah. I'm I'm I got because I mean I people, got two shots of espresso in me. Two people can be laughing and having a great time and it's really boring and you're so fucking boring. Everyone else. So annoying. All right. Here we go. Nick Mason, Nick Mason. our favorite live performer. Yeah. What first? What are we going to so, do first? Little tidbit, Nick Mason. So when he says he's going to do a solo album. That's my favorite snack, by the way, when I'm in a Nick movie. A, no, a bag of tidbits. A bag of tidbits. <laughs> okay, let's take it from the top. <clears throat> yeah. Nick Mason. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Rock Solid, <laughs> the comedy podcast. Okay. Nick Mason, not being a singer mm-hmm. in Pink Floyd, if I, if I have this correct, only has, quote, lead vocals on two songs. Okay. One is One of These Days, All right. which they played as the first thing. And it's a recording of him growling Grrr. into the microphone. And I, I think they must have distorted it or something. But he says, one of these days, I'm going to cut you into little pieces. That's the whole thing. Wonder what the inspiration for that line was. Playing uh, with Roger Waters? Probably so. <laughs> um, and then it, Candy in a Current Bun, which they sang last night. Oh. He has a little part in the middle of some really stupid, stuttering, weird lyrics and he did that last night well you were in the bathroom yeah, i think i think i was that was um, that's uh doing the cocaine yeah that that sounds like a, a, a kinks ray davies song candy and a current bun yeah um and a cup of tea six, and a candy very, and a current yeah. very very 60s would you like a cuppa so imagine that you're a pink floyd fan okay hold in on 1970 uh, or 1981 i'm imagining being one right now yeah <laughs> in 1981 you hear oh you go into the store, Nick Mason. Oh, I know him from Pink Floyd. Yeah. Nick Mason's Fictitious Sports. It has a cool album cover, probably by Hypnosis. Gotta look it up. Keep talking. And you go, I like Pink Floyd. I like Nick Mason. So let me get this album. Let me see what this is about. So he says, well, it actually was recorded in 79, but it was delayed for two years releasing Ooh. it. He said, I made Fictitious Sports more as an exercise. Cover designed by Hypnosis. There you go. Originally, I had arranged to go to America and make an album using all sorts of material. But then Carla Bley, or Bly, sent me a cassette with some of her ideas. It was very different from what she had done before and absolutely in line with what I like. So you think about Nick Mason. This is what he likes right. as the drummer of Pink Floyd. <laughs> I thought it would be much better to do that than struggle desperately to find things to work together. There you go. So he used so, all her songs. So you're 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 sitting there, Pink Floyd fan. This is what Nick Mason likes. Let's get it going. It's a Carla Blay tribute album. Yeah, must be. Here we go. Oh, can't you get it to go? Is your battery low? No, I don't think so. Try pulling out of the choke. Try looking under the hood. Try pulling out of the choke. Try looking under the hood. Looking under the hood. Never did any good. The choke must be broke. So this is a concept album about a man who's in a coma <laughs> dreaming of a car. What? What do you think? Hold on a second. <laughs> Wait a second. 
just bear with me. Okay. Consider okay. you born. Be bear born with, with me. I just, I want to revisit it for one second. Okay. Just hold on. All right. We're not going anywhere. Not yet. Not yet. But let's revisit it. Hold on. Can't you get it to go? Is your battery low? No, I don't think so. Try pulling out of the choke. Try looking under the hood. Try pulling out of the choke. Try looking under the hood. Looking you like under it. the hood. You like it. Now. I'm kind of now getting like into it. it. Now you get it. The choke must be broke. <laughs> Couple of car songs back to back. The machine of a dream. Such a clean machine. With the pistons of All right. Um I heard Roger Taylor was inspired to write I'm in love with my car because of Can't Get My Motor to Start. It's a rare fact. Really? So he took a time machine up. and went to 81 and then went back to 75. Yes. And wrote his song. Believe it or not, I believe it. So anyway, that whole album is jazzy vocals like that. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not for I, me. Is it all? Is the whole album like that? Yeah, it's it's. I, I mean, I don't know how to classify it, it's but a concept on second album. listen, I did not hate it. Well, it's good. Quote good. Yeah, I mean, it's good music, but it's not what I would ever listen to. No. I said it's a concept album about a drummer from a famous rock band who has to put out an album with his own name on it, and so th- <laughs> asked someone to write it for him. All right. That's good. That's good stuff. All right. Last tune. So the last tune, and this is Breaking the Rules, because David Gilmore and Roger Waters both have live albums out that we skipped past, because we were doing studio albums. Yeah, but Nick doesn't have a lot but of Nick doesn't stuff. have it, so his- Let's get the motors up. <laughs> So Nick Mason's Saucer Full of Secrets is his band, as we've talked about, that he put together to play early stuff, and they put out a live at the Roundhouse CD. I think it's Roadhouse. Ro- yeah, live with Patrick Swayze, mm-hmm. who's dead. Yeah. Um, so it's only fair we play a track from from his uh, album. And this is Lucifer Sam. Lucifer Sam, a song about a cat. Is there vocals on this? Oh, yeah. Who's supplying the vocal for this one? Gary Kemp? I think. Both Gary and, and Guy. And Guy. And they're having fun. Like, this is a fun song. All right, let's this find is, out. But, uh, one thing, though. This is the song that on uh, when we saw them live, as soon as you left, the, the guy who aggravated you with his drunkenness enough that you had to leave, <laughs> when the riff for this song started playing, he then looked at me and went, what? I can't fucking believe it. Because these songs people have not heard live. Ever, yeah. And he knew it, he knew it right away and was super excited. So it was kind of endearing, yeah. even though he was a big old drunk guy who was obnoxious. Last night from the stage, they mentioned Richard Wright, and I turned to Daryl jokingly and I said, "That was their manager." And the guy behind Daryl, I thought his head was going to fall off. He was just like, oh, this guy, oh, "That's not true." 
All right, let's play this Lucifer Sam. Oh, wait, that's not, that's <laughs> that's not, not fair. fair. That's not even nice. Here we go. Let's go, Lucifer. Hashtag. They played this last night, too? Yeah, yeah I thought. Yeah, I remember this one. song. Sid Barrett song. Lucifer Sam, Siam Cat. Always sitting by your side, over haze by your side. That cat's something I can't Kitty, kitty. I wish they would throw uh, Can't Get My Motor to Start in the set list. <laughs> Why not? They would have fun with it and people would love it. Yeah, you know, I think they could do a version of it. That yeah. would be great. That's that w- such a fun song. That uh, I love that song. I love their version of it. All right, that was Pink Floyd's solo. I think we covered it pretty well. We're going to close out with a song from Chasing Shadows, a song of your choice, one that we haven't played. But before that, uh, thank you, Daryl, for all the artwork you do for the show. You never falter to impress. Is that a sentence? No. No? You never You never try? I never try to impress. You never try hard it enough? It comes naturally. All right. You never care when I pester you, like when I say, no. hey, gentle reminder, artwork's due no. in... in an hour? How it usually goes is Pat will call me and say, you know, the artwork's due. And I already have it open in Photoshop, but I'm like, Pat, I'm in the studio. I'm recording my songs. <laughs> Citizen 62, me? part <laughs> 11. Yeah. Uh, where can we find you on the social medias? Daryl Asher, D-A-R-R-Y-L-A-S-H-E-R. Everywhere. At Daryl Asher. Yep. Instagram. Instagram, Twitter. Do you Twitter, have a website? Facebook. Citizen61.com or DarylAsher.com. DarylAsher.com, I think, has my photography up right now. But. Ooh, dick pics. Dick pics. Uh, we are at Rock Solid Show. Go to RockSolidPodcast.com for all things about the show that is created and uh, run by Kyle. Follow Kyle at Kyle.SinFunny. Of course, Patreon.com forward slash RockSolidPodcast. We would love your support so we can give you prizes like Rob Halford books and Brian Johnson books and John Ross Bowie books and Daryl Asher CDs. Answer that trivia question. I mean, I have so many prizes stacked up next to me to give away. Um, Anthology CDs by The Damned. These are given away on a weekly basis. That's not going to happen always. But for some reason, I've had prizes every week for like two years. And I don't even know how that works. When you support the show with Patreon, it goes to help pay for the hosting site. It goes to help pay for any equipment we need to upgrade. It goes to pay for postage when I mail out prizes, etc. Not making a living off the Patreon, but if everyone did it, maybe I could. So with that said, Daryl. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for taking me to the concert. Thank you for being a good friend. And what song from Citizen 61 
would you like us to use as our play out? It has to be one we haven't played. All right. Thank you for everything, by the way. Also. I don't see that but song. Gonna, Thank you for everything is a song. Thank you okay. for everything that Pat, Pat Francis Dodson has done for me. Mm. So what haven't we played? Let's do... Um, I'm going to do this because it's my it's my wife's favorite song from this album, which okay. means it's the only one she likes <laughs> and the only one she ever plays for people. All right. It's called The Ocean in Her Hand. All right. Excellent. Uh, go buy this album, Citizen 61. The album is Chasing Shadows. We'll have five signed copies, physical copies to give away. And right now, as we leave the show and the nonsense, The Ocean in Her Hand, as requested by Jen Asher. Here we go. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you. Mics are going off. playlist it's called shitty tune i mean pink floyd solo then i've got some that's good too besides the songs and the album names you have Mm -hmm. i have some in-between stuff just some trivia we don't need to play a song from like nick mason got together with mike fenn boring oh 